We are joined right now by a safety for the Detroit Lions. He is in his third season. He had a career-high 33 tackles this year. He had a couple of INTs. In Sunday's win over the Rams, he had three tackles. The Lions, 13-5 and on the year. They won the NFC North. They are going to host Tampa Bay in Sunday's divisional round of the playoffs. We are joined right now by... Ifatu Milnfonwu. Ifatu, great to have you. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. Um, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's really good to have you. Thanks for making time. Listen, let me start off by saying I know that Detroit is known as hockey town, but I've always maintained that Detroit, despite going decades between wins in the postseason, man, that is an incredible football town. No matter what, it's always been a great, great football town. Can you sum up what the last few days have been like in the area with the fans celebrating their first playoff win since 1992? Yeah, honestly, it's been crazy. Um, This this whole season's been crazy. In my first two years, when we when we weren't really winning, just all the games just been packed. Like like you said, Um, like it is a hockey town, but honestly, it is a football town as well. So. It's just been a crazy experience throughout the whole season, and especially the last couple of days. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the first couple of years. I want to go back to that in a minute. But just watching that game, even here from my couch in California, like if you put a roof over any building, it's going to be loud, right? But just watching that game, I don't know that I've ever seen a joint louder than Ford Field was during that game. As a player, can you describe what the energy was like inside that building and how much you and your teammates fed off the crowd? Yeah, no, the energy was awesome. Um, you always feel, uh, you always feed off that. Um, it gives you energy, uh, momentum. Like on defense, you you can't even hear. Like you just have to rely on hand signals because you can't hear each other. Even if you're right next to the person, like getting the calls in the huddle, you can barely hear. Um, so it's definitely. I think we use it to our advantage, and it's definitely, you know, gives us momentum. I would imagine if you guys can't hear and you guys need hand signals, you can only imagine what it must be like for the opposition. I thought that it was an incredible moment in the locker room after the game when Dan Campbell gave Jared Goff the game ball. Like, Goff would never say it, but you know how much beating the Rams had to mean to him personally. How much does this team rally around Jared? And then how badly did you want to help him get that dub against his former team? Yeah, like you said, he he would never say it, but you know how much it meant to him. Um you know, he he's our leader, so we always just want to, um, you know, rally behind him. Um, it, was just, it was just a great experience seeing that, and then especially Coach giving him the game ball because no matter how he'll try to downplay it, like, that, that definitely meant a lot. Um, so we were just happy that we got the win and he got the game ball as well. There you go. So, Fatu, you came into the league in 2021. You mentioned the first couple of years. You've been a part of Dan Campbell's entire tenure in Detroit. And as great as this season's been, let's not forget, the Lions did start 0-10-1 in Campbell's first season. I'm curious, what was the head coach saying during those early challenging days? And how did he keep that team together before you all turned it around? It was definitely a struggle, but I feel like if you – if you go back and watch those games and see the scores and how we lost, like we were in a lot of those games and a lot of those games, like we lost in the in the final minute. So we kind of knew that it was like, you know, right around the corner. So I feel like we all, we always like had hope. Um, and we always just listened to the coach and he, he knew the vision that uh, he had for the team and we all believed him. 
That's the key, right? I mean, as long as you have somebody up there who's front and center, who's got that vision, and you buy in, it can be a powerful thing. Like the Lions, y'all are a resilient team now. I mean, just like the town itself, you're resilient, and you yourself, you fit right in. After playing corner at the Qs, you moved to safety, and then you dealt with some injuries that really limited your playing time before coming on really strong late this season. I'm curious, you know, confidence, no matter who you are, is a fragile thing. Did yours ever waver during that time when you were hurt? Or did you know, if I could just get healthy and get an opportunity, I know I can make this impact? I mean, I feel like naturally it just wavers slightly. But I feel like for the most part, I I knew and I had faith and faith in God and and my my friends and family had faith in me that it was just like, if I could just stay healthy, um, the sky's the limit. So I always had that faith, like I'm, I'm right there. I just need, need to stay healthy, and I need my opportunity to show what I could do. Well, and then you proved it. Let me go back to Week 17. You had an enormous game against the Vikings. You had five tackles. You had a pair of sacks. You had a game-sealing pick. I mean, just an enormous game that earned you the NFC Defensive Player of the Week honors. Was that as locked in as you've ever felt during a game as a pro? Um. Yeah, I would say that that game and even the week before, I feel like the week before the Broncos game, I was I was lo- I was so locked in in that game and I think it just it really just like carried over. Like I was just playing with like elite confidence like like I just knew I was going to make plays and I was just like it was just a matter of when. So, those two games and then even just moving forward, I was just playing still still am playing with just an elite amount of confidence. See, I think we all want that, right? I'm curious, like, where does the elite confidence come from? Is that a matter of preparation breeds confidence? Is it a matter of you knew you could trust your body, you felt good physically? Like, where was that confidence coming from? Uh, I feel like it's kind of a mix of things, just like um, just confidence in, in my ability and what I could do when I'm healthy, and then also confidence just comes from time on task and just, like, execution. So, like, you know, when you make that first play, it just gives you more confidence to make the next one. And then especially when you have, you know, your your teammates and your coaches uh, behind you believing in you along with your family and everything. So I think it kind of all just adds together. Time on task is a great phrase. I like that a lot. All right, so Sunday's game is going to be your second meeting with the Bucks. You beat them in Tampa 20-6 to in Week 6. You limited them to a pair of field goals. You held Baker Mayfield to 206 passing yards. I mean, what did you take away from that win, and then what are you expecting from Tampa Bay in the rematch? Oh uh, yeah, that was that was just a good overall um, team win. Um, we played great defensively. Obviously, um, it, it's the playoffs now, so it's going to be a, a tougher challenge. Um, so we got to just go back and see see the things we did well, see the things we did well in the last game, and obviously they're going to make some changes. Um, so it, it's going to be a good game. So what do you think about Baker Mayfield? We're talking about a guy who's been, you know, left for dead so many times. And that's, I don't think he'd have it any other way, man. He just keeps rising up. He keeps grinding. He keeps battling. You've gone up against him. You've watched him on film. What are your thoughts about him as a quarterback? And what do you have to do to slow him down? Yeah, he's a, he's a very good quarterback. And he's um, he's resilient, like you, like you were just saying. Um, I feel like without saying too much, I think we just got to play our game. And I think... Um, focus on our assignment technique and 
and execution, and I think the rest will um, take care of itself. You know, it's not like you and I have talked a lot, but it seems to me like you're in character, you're locked in. What about this week? Leave me with this thought. What about, we're midweek right now. What's the week of practice? You haven't had a full week yet, but what's practice been like and what's the vibe like with the team as you get ready for this great opportunity? I feel like it's it's a lot more um, locking in mentally, you know, as well as physically, but you definitely got to be on your P's and Q's mentally um, as you prepare for another playoff game. It's a big one. It's about as big as they get. You won your first playoff game in more than three decades. You have another opportunity, and then you're one step closer if you get through that one. Ifatu, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate you making time, especially on a week like this. Great to have you on. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Ifatu Melanfonwu joining us. Locked in. Locked in. Like Aaron Jones yesterday, locked in. Everybody is locked in this time of year. Understandably so. These are big, big games.